Thank you so much for listening to my story. I appreciate your time. This production is a result of many sleepless nights, and I hope you enjoy as much as I do when I create it. To help keep this project alive, you can support us by buying some merch at our store or by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. You can join at any level, and by doing so, you access true facts about the story, our chapters for your reading pleasure, full-length version of this episode, and much more. You can cancel at any time, no hard feelings. From now until the end of part one, when you join us on Patreon at the $15 level, you receive a beautiful Building Evelyn hat as a thank you from us. Tag us on social media when you are out and about wearing it, and we will send you a t-shirt too. Thank you so much to those that already support us and those who are considering the near future. It means the world to me. See you there. Warning, this episode contains mature content. Parental guidance is recommended. Previously on Building Evelyn. Fernando was not happy with the idea, but he didn't tell her no. He told her a child at his age would be almost impossible, and even if he was successful at getting her pregnant, he wasn't happy with the idea of raising a baby and looking more like the grandparent than the father. Gracious made sure Fernando didn't feel as old as he thought he was. She always lifted his spirits, and they would play tennis every day while he wasn't traveling. Welcome to Building Evelyn. This dramatic story is based in true events, but written with a bit of fiction, showcasing Brazilian culture throughout the story. Some chapters are written by different writers, and each writer not only continues the story using real events and facts, but also puts their own twist on the previous writer's idea to keep the story moving. I am Jackie Passau, and this chapter was written by me. When Evelyn graduated at the top of her class in fourth grade, Peace's employment was still going strong. He had been working in the factory's accounting department for almost five years, and his boss was satisfied with his performance. Therefore, there was no issue granting Evelyn a full scholarship to the same private school she attended as a preschooler. Staying at her current school for fifth grade was an option, but Evelyn's parents didn't agree with the school using TVs to teach lessons rather than having physical teachers teach classes themselves. 
The kids were not completely unsupervised though. There was one teacher that bounced between two classes answering questions, collecting homework, and supervising tests. But Mary and Peace had made up their minds about Evelyn leaving the school. Every day, Mary left work mid-afternoon and went through the favela to get home. She walked fast with her gaze on the ground, but in the distance, she could see ladies leaving Nazareth's house, probably after getting their nails done. Looking at her own nails, she wished she could have them done as well, but she had no time or money. She could explain that to her friend, but that was how she made her living, so it wouldn't be fair to ask for a free manicure. The urge to stop at Nazareth's intensified as her house approached, not so much to get her nails done anymore, but to visit with her for a bit. She thought about the girls at home with Miss Rose, and she knew her mother wouldn't mind her embarking on a little personal time. Besides, the kids enjoy her care tremendously. Keeping her gaze down, she approached the gate and proceeded to open it. Through an open window, she saw that Juvie was home, and both he and Nazareth was hugging and kissing passionately. Mary watched for a moment, but got embarrassed when the gate gave in and made a loud squeaking noise, announcing her entrance and making the two of them to look in that direction. They remained in their embrace as they looked at Mary, who was looking down too embarrassed to face the couple. Hey, look who's here. Come on in, girlfriend. I haven't seen you in quite a while, Nazareth yelled from inside the house. Mary, still looking down, said, I didn't mean to intrude. I was just passing by, her voice fading as she looked away. Don't you worry, we can get right back to it when you leave, said Nazareth, smiling while looking at Juvie, who was now kissing her neck softly. Come on, how about coffee? Mary was still holding the gate tight, her hands perspiring profusely, making her grip slippery. She let go of the metal gate and it closed behind her, squeaking until completely shut. She walked in, passing by Juvie, who was standing right by the door and staying there, making Mary squeeze past him. Nazareth was now in the next room of their humble shack, heating the coffee on the stove. Juvie was tall, with dirty blonde, curly hair and green eyes just like hers. Juvie was a fisherman, and he looked like one super tan, wrinkles around his eyes when he smiled, and he smelled like the ocean. He leaned forward to sniff Mary. It made her jump. I don't bite, Juvie said, smiling. Mary's cheeks flushed, and she felt her heart stutter. Why was her friend's husband getting so close to her? Mary looked at Juvie, both of them standing still at the door frame. 
but she was taking small side steps towards the next room. The TV was loud in the background, and Nazareth couldn't hear them at all. You are not from here, are you? I have never seen you before, he whispered, leaning towards Mary. Cut it out, Juvie. She doesn't play, Nazareth said from behind Mary. Mary was holding her breath. She had no idea what was going on. She felt her friend approach from behind and put her hands on her tense shoulders, turning her around and guiding her to sit in a stool by the open back door. Let's sit here to feel the breeze that's coming in. I love how this tree right here makes a hot afternoon feel so pleasant. Sometimes, when Juvie's home, we lock the gate and the front door and put up a hammock right here in front of this open door to snuggle, you know? She followed the words with the laughter. Mary smiled, but immediately looked around the room as Nazareth continued. We do move the table and the chairs out of the way, yes. We don't have much room to work with, but we manage. Nazareth continued, handing Mary a cup with coffee in it. Mary took a sip and watched Juvie go from the living room to their small bedroom in the back of the house. I should go, she said after a pause. My mother must be wondering where I am. I get home around the same time every day. She spends the whole day with the girls and she gets tired. Most days she goes to a corner and takes a nap. I need to use the toilet too. Not so fast, you just got here. Go use the toilet and I will ask Juvie to buy us some freshly baked bread. It is that time. Mary had to go through Nazareth's bedroom to access the bathroom and that made her even more uncomfortable knowing Juvie was in there. Go woman, Nazareth insisted before turning to her husband. Juvie, can we have some karaokeans? Mary stood up, placed her cup on the table, and walked into her friend's bedroom. Juvie was laying in bed looking at an adult magazine, not bothering to give her any attention. She noticed the stack of adult magazines by the bathroom again. While she used the toilet, she could hear her friend walk into the bedroom and ask her husband again to go buy bread, which he did. Juvie had quite a collection of adult magazines and comics. It didn't seem like Nazareth was bothered about it. Upon exiting the bathroom, Mary stopped and picked one up. She wasn't really exposed to things like that and had never really even seen one before, so she was quite surprised to see the content of the magazine. She saw women in various stages of undress and in various poses, but most of the magazines from the stack had pictures of couples having sex. Mary felt a gleeful naughtiness while looking at the images when she wasn't stunned or confused. Even though she had a feeling she shouldn't be seeing what she was looking at, her curiosity prompted her to continue. When Nazareth came into the room and caught her, she was very embarrassed and put the magazine down. 
I'm sorry, I shouldn't have been looking or touching things without asking permission, Mary mumbled. Nazareth laughed at her friend's flushed face. You are welcome to have any of them. As you can see, Nazareth used her hands to show around the room. He has plenty. It's okay, I don't think I need any of these, thank you. Mary put the magazines down and left the room. She drank her coffee fast and left before Juvie came back with the bread. The next day, when she was walking home from work, Mary kept her gaze down while passing Nazareth's house. She didn't see that Nazareth was sitting on her doorstep, nor did she see when she waved to her when she passed by. Nazareth remembered how uncomfortable Mary was with Juvie's flirty persona and how embarrassed she was when she had caught her looking through the magazine. She also thought Mary was intrigued by what she saw, and from watching her the day before, she thought her friend might enjoy a few magazines to keep for herself. Nazareth got up from her doorstep and went to look through Juvie's pile of adult magazines, planning to separate some to give to Mary. When Mary got home that afternoon, her mother, Miss Rose, the girls, and Mary's sister-in-law and next-door neighbor, who was also named Rose, were sitting on the porch, people watching and enjoying the afternoon breeze. Rose was a quiet but very nice lady who loved applying makeup and wearing perfume. Like Mary, she was married to one of Miss Josie's sons, Don, and had a house on the farm. She worked outside the home and took many insults and mistreats from her husband. She had four sons and a daughter. She had just gotten home from work herself and had joined Miss Rose on Mary's porch for a while before Mary arrived. Rumor has it that Rose had a quick entanglement with a guy who lived in the favela up the road, but she denied that to anyone who asked. Don was very insecure and his jealousy was the root of every single disagreement they ever had. Miss Rose had gone back in the house to make coffee while Mary and Rose remained outside on the porch talking and laughing. When out of nowhere, Nazareth showed up. She brought pieces of cake along with a handful of magazines, which she gave to Mary. Here, she said, pushing the magazine into Mary's hands. Why don't you just take your time and look through them? You don't have to be embarrassed. It's okay to be curious. If you don't want to keep them, give back to me when you're finished. Mary said nothing, her gaze sliding to Rose, whose eyes were wide open, and took the magazines from Nazareth's hand. Can I borrow a couple? Rose asked. Mary nodded, giving her two magazines, which Rose placed in her bag. Seconds after, Miss Rose came back outside with a thermos full of freshly brewed coffee and three aluminum cups. Oh, we have a visitor. Who's this? Miss Rose asked nicely. This is Nazareth, my friend, Mary said. She brought us cake. 
Let me go inside and get her a cup for coffee. Mary hugged the magazines to her chest and rushed inside, placing them in the cupboard in the kitchen before going back outside. Rose didn't stay for much longer. She didn't have to give Don her whereabouts that day because he was still at work. He worked at the same bank Gracious did. Gracious didn't help him get higher after Peace's irresponsible behavior there, but being her brother did help in the selection phase of the hiring process. Rose's children were older and they took care of themselves, but she did help them by making dinner every night. Rose was very curious to look through the magazines, but she didn't want to do it during the week because most of her time home was around family. She also thought to keep them in her bag for safekeeping since she figured neither Don nor the boys would go through it. At least she suspected that much. She took the time to relax on a nice Sunday afternoon, laying in a hammock between two coconut trees in her backyard when she remembered the adult magazines in her bag. She went back into the house and grabbed one to look through. The children were somewhere playing and Dawn was at the bodega drinking. Head to patreon.com slash buildingevelyn to resume listening. Building Evelyn Original Story, Narration and Production by Jackie Pesal. Music by Clark James. You can listen to his amazing music on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. To learn more, visit ClarkJamesPiano.com or find him on Facebook or Amazon. I hope you find this podcast entertaining. If you are interested in contributing a song or to write the next chapter of the story, send us a message at info at buildingevelyn.com and we will consider featuring it. If you want to get in touch with us, find us on WhatsApp at 513-580-4595. For those who love to read, our chapters are now available at patreon.com slash buildingevelyn. To listen to previous chapters and not to miss the next one, subscribe on your favorite podcast player, our YouTube channel, or head over to our website, buildingevelyn.com. That is B-L-D-G-E-V-E-L-Y-N.com. And while you are there, consider clicking the donate link. That would be so nice of you.